Thank you for downloading this podcast from BJOG. This is John Thorpe, and I'm dictating the British Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology's Editor's Choice, which I've entitled Inch by Inch, Row by Row. My name is John M. Thorpe, Jr., and I'm a professor at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill in Obstetrics and Gynecology, and I'm a deputy editor-in-chief for the British Journal. Progress in medicine is slow, incremental, and unpredictable. In 1961, the discoverers of messenger RNA had no idea that this worker molecule would be the platform for vaccines to save the world from pandemic in 2021. The Gardner's slogan as she toils daily, inch by inch, row by row, holds true for the biomedical. Enjoying the articles in this month's BJOG brought that truism to mind. As I compared my training in a state-of-the-art gynecology residency in the 1980s to what I read, in that era, women with advanced ovarian cancer underwent dawning, at least for the individual, and heroic for the surgeon to bulking operations, only to spend the last few months of their lives recovering from their surgery. Cervical cytology was a crude screening tool dooming many women to unnecessary excisional coal knife cones, imperiling cervical function and their fertility and ability to carry a pregnancy to term. Our program had a day each week of operating time devoted to just that procedure, and I wonder how many preterm births I actually caused. Rule out a topic dominated by time spent in the emergency department and the once weekly quantitative HCG run on Fridays at noon forced us to rely on the painful diagnostic test of caldocentesis. While doing one armored against critique in the M&M conferences, it hurt so much that I imagine many women waited until their ectopic ruptured before presenting to avoid it. At first glance, little seems to have changed with ovarian cancer. It remains the most lethal neoplasm in women's health, Cited reductive surgery as the therapeutic mainstay, and most disturbingly, 70% of patients continue to present with advanced disease. Lynn et al. share a meta-analysis with us of a new therapy using inhibitors of polypolymerase, or PARP, that attacks the vulnerability of ovarian cancer cell lines have around DNA repair. They conclude that PARP inhibitors can offer effective maintenance to women with advanced ovarian cancer after platinum-based chemotherapy, regardless of predisposing mutations. Berger's excellent mini-commentary will right-size PARP enthusiasm, pointing out limitations and harms. Nonetheless, it is obvious that treating cancers that overwhelm the peritoneal cavity at the molecular rather than the surgical level is the logical path forward. Certainly transitioning from excisional to molecular-based treatment and prevention has revolutionized cervical carcinogenesis. Persistent infection with oncogenic human papillomavirus, or HPV, is at the root of cervical cancer. Vaccination against these viral infections prior to exposure has proven safe and effective. Martellucci and colleagues in a paper from Tokyo using Italian data with Australian co-authors. Three continents prove that BGOG is the global leader in women's health, show that vaccinated women reduce their risk in half of having a cytologic abnormality detected. 
the authors advocate for wider screening intervals in vaccinated women. I will go out on a secure limb and predict that cervical cancer screening will take place at home and be done once a decade like colon cancer screening before I retire. As I did all those cones on Wednesday, I never foresaw my patients would have the powerful tools of oncogenic virus genotyping and vaccination to protect against cancer while preserving cervical function. One can speculate that these discoveries have done more to primarily prevent preterm birth than all the efforts of perinatology. The last paper I'll mention looks at pregnancy of unknown location, a phenomenon arising when biochemical detection of implantation occurs before we can image the pregnancy and determine its location and viability. Krista Dulo et al. give our readers a useful paper externally validating various diagnostic models to predict outcomes of pregnancies of unknown location. Those interested should devote some time to peruse this article, as it is dense with acronyms and various protocols. Their devotion will bear fruit as the paper makes bottom-line recommendations, focusing on the value of a single progesterone measure with a simple cut point. Their work will enhance and streamline the triage of patients with this common clinical conundrum. As an aging perinatologist, I'm envious of all this progress that is built upon understanding the basic science of gynecologic pathology. Parturition, particularly when it occurs early, cries out for these approaches and discoveries. As a British Journal of OBGYN editor, I can promise the articles are fun to read and the advance is heartwarming. Readers will be amply rewarded for their time spent with this edition. Thank you for listening to this podcast from BJOG. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.